With us today is Dr. Peter Michalos, our in-house genius, and, you know, he, he tells us how to live longer. And uh, today I understand he's going to be talking about uh, how our sleep ties into our longevity. Dr. Michalos, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, John. It's great to be with the Cats Roundtable audience and studying all the science on anti-aging and the latest things that will help all of us and all our listeners live longer and uh, learning how to live longer using science and some of the recent literature on sleep when uh, our mothers and grandparents told us, make sure you get enough sleep or get enough sleep before you are taking a test and don't do an all-nighter. And all these things have a scientific basis. There was a large study done where they followed hundreds of thousands of people and they found that people who were able to sleep seven to eight hours on a regular basis had a much greater degree of longevity from all cause mortality. And those people who slept less than five hours increased their all risk mortality by 15%. But it does count that even if you get up like I do sometimes in the middle of the night, because as we get older, that happens. If you can go back to sleep and catch some more, a couple hours of deep sleep, then that also counts uh, towards those eight hours. So you might sometimes get up, but it does help to get that additional sleep. And as uh, you and I, John, have spoken about, sometimes we use the weekends to catch up with our sleep. And it turns out that during sleep, a lot of repair goes on, especially for those people who don't eat after eight o'clock, like we do with the intermittent fasting. When our intestine is not focused on digestion, it's focusing on something called autophagy. And autophagy is something where we, it's the garbage disposal cleanup system where our body starts going after cellular waste material and cleaning up cellular waste. And this happens to be very important with things like Alzheimer's and cognitive decline and Parkinson's. It turns out that people who sleep better have less problems with these uh, types of neurodegenerative diseases because during those sleeping hours, the garbage disposal system is focusing on doing all the cleanup. But if you have a big steak in your belly at 10 o'clock at night, you have to go after all that digestion. And outside our intestine, 75% of all our white blood cells just linger and hang around there because they're waiting around that barrier between our intestine and our bloodstream not to allow bacteria or bad things to get in. So we now know that 80% of our, our immune system is in our gut. So if we can have our gut resting, then this autophagy system is traveling around our body with these cells called T-killer cells, looking for cancer cells, looking to clean up waste and byproducts, because a lot of diseases are waste and byproduct accumulation, like macular degeneration in the eye is a waste and byproduct accumulation in the macula. Uh, amyloid proteins are waste and byproduct accumulation that occurs inside the brain. So these are all things that have been found in the centarians and the octogenarians that those who get better sleep have a better longevity. You know, we said that I, I try to catch up on weekends like a lot of people do. Does the catch up on weekends count, let's say, seven days a week, you want to get minimum seven hours, that's 49 hours a week. If you catch up a couple hours in the weekend, does that count to the overall scheme of things? You do a lot of your repairing during the weekend, and that's why we get those afternoon naps in the 
in on the weekend. Yes, the catch-up during those catch-up period, a lot of cleanup and repair happens. And that's why cultures, like they talk about the blue zones, they like in Greece, for example, they, they sleep in the afternoon. They're napping from 12 to 3 or 12 to 4. And that extra sleep is a lot of repair and catch-up is happening during that period. So, yes, it does. And the other thing is that the HDL uh, and the uh, triglycerides level were found to be much better in people who got regular sleep. The mechanisms aren't known, but it seems that when you have poor sleep, your lipid metabolism is uh, disturbed, and that can lower someone's lifespan. And the other interesting thing is the temperature at which we sleep. It's better to sleep in a cooler room around 68 degrees because that actually helps us lose weight. Because when we're not too cold but just cool, the body has to expend energy and heat from our refrigerator, usually in our midsection, as in my case. And that refrigerator is tapped into to burn energy so that you can actually lose weight during sleep by sleeping in a cooler room and you actually don't lose weight when you sleep in a hotter room and you tend to wake up more. So cooler temperatures with sleep as humans, we are designed for, for, uh, for that type of a temperature. And now there are even beds associated with longevity where they tell you beds, which actually cool you down on your mattress during the middle of the night. And then as morning comes, you pre-program it and it warms you up as you wake up. So that's another fascinating thing that sleep and temperature sleep and the lipid profile, sleep and the cleanup of bad cells in our body. So we're learning more and more about longevity and sleep and consuming the proper foods and tying it in also with intermittent fasting, which indirectly gives your intestine a break so that you're not having food in your stomach late at night during sleep. And instead of focusing on all your blood going to your stomach for digestion, the blood is circulating and doing a cleanup job and helping you heal. Sometimes I sleep, and then I, I wake up, and I'm still in a twilight sleep. I'm sort of listening to the radio, but I'm sort of resting in bed. Does that count towards anything? Well, not as much as the deep sleep where you're not conscious and aware, but it does help. The resting helps. The body needs rest. That's the bottom line. And and you feel, is there an ideal number now that we're, that we're talking about? Seven to eight hours a day. So minimum but, seven. And for the rest of us who can't get it regular, if you can go back to sleep and catch another two hours of good sleep, that also counts. And then the other thing that counts is the long weekend sleep. It's like exercising all week. And then the Saturday and Sunday when we get that extra sleep, we play catch up and your body says, oh, okay, thank you for giving me the opportunity to heal because you've been running around all day and working hard like you do every day. But at least sometimes in the weekend, you can get a little catch up and let your body heal and repair. And that goes a long way towards longevity and brain health and lifespan. Dr. Peter Mihalos, thank you for your tidbits. And I'm sure it helps all all our listeners and all our Americans and and uh, God bless you and enjoy uh, uh, life, and uh, we'll catch up again real soon. Thanks, John, for always getting the truth out and helping our audience stay healthy. Thank you. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC.